Hello, microbe friends. I'm Dr. Justine Dees, and welcome to the Joyful Microbe Podcast. It's the show all about the microbes we encounter in our daily lives. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to share this show with you. Have you ever smelled something and wondered what in the world could possibly have made this smell? Well, the world of microbes might hold the answer. These tiny organisms, invisible to the naked eye, have the remarkable ability to produce smells that range from delightful to downright repulsive. It's a world where the nose becomes a gateway to a range of odors, each telling you a microbial story. So a few years ago, I thought about this idea that microbes make smells, and I went on Twitter and I thought, I'm going to ask all the microbiologists on here what their favorite microbial smells are. And that ended up being a really interesting thread. So I wrote a quick blog post about it, and that's been up on the blog for a while, since about 2018. But I thought it needed a little bit of updating, and then I figured, hey, I'll turn this into a podcast episode as well. So the original tweet that I put out said, hey, microbe tweeps, (laughs) which is kind of funny. I don't really say microbe tweeps or tweeps anymore, but anyways. Um, So I said, microbes make some interesting smells, some good and some bad. So how would you describe the smell of your favorite microbe? And I loved this thread. It was so much fun just reading the replies and hearing what people thought and the things that I had noticed when I worked in a lab, especially with certain organisms like Pseudomonas aeruginosa, which we'll get to later, and Streptomyces. And it was just a ton of fun and definitely brought back some memories for me. And um, I'll link to that original tweet in the blog post so you can read all the different replies and um, check that out. But something I noticed that was kind of interesting is that the different smells that microbes make sometimes are similar to the environments where they thrive. And so even though you're growing them in a petri dish in a lab, these fragrances will take you somewhere way outside of the lab. So get ready because you're going to discover some smells that scientists encounter as they research the hidden wonders of microbial life. And I also put these smells into a table at the end of the accompanying blog post so you can see all of them put together there. All right, take a deep breath because we're about to dive headfirst into Symphony of Microbial Scents. We're going to start with the scented earth, microbes and the aroma of soil and rain. Um, So I've talked about this previously on the podcast. There is a whole episode about this delightful smell. 
but we're going to talk about it again right now. So if you haven't heard this, get ready because this is one of the coolest and I think most amazing things about the microbial world because we get to encounter this smell in our daily lives. If it rains where you are, you get to experience this. And I think most people that know that smell that comes after rain and enjoy it. And it's often something that brings just a little bit of delight. And most people have some sort of memory of it. We have the microbes that live in the soil to thank for that smell. And the Streptomyces species are pretty famous for this. But there are other microbes involved in creating the earthy aroma that we get from soil after rain or from a fresh bag of garden soil, or freshly tilled soil. But what is it about Streptomyces that makes soil smell the way that it does? And it is a chemical compound known as geosmin. And it's derived from the Greek words for earth and smell. And it's it's, it's produced by Streptomyces, but there are other soil microbes that also can produce it. And so if you've ever just been in the presence of fresh dirt or smelled that smell that comes right after rain, a lot of people refer to it as petrichor, but the, the precise chemical compound that makes that wonderful smell is geosmin. And so Dr. Stefan Cameron was was the one who I quoted talking about this. And she says, Streptomyces smells like garden soil in the spring. Fun when the incubator is full of plates in the middle of winter. And I love that because it captures the ability of Streptomyces to transport us to a garden brimming with life, even in the coldest months of winter. And I remember this too. I loved working with Streptomyces. I had the opportunity to do this during my PhD work when I worked with the Freshman Research Initiative at the University of Texas at Austin. And had the chance to mentor freshmen in their first research experience. And we worked with Streptomyces where we would go out on campus and try to isolate them from different locations and different soils all over. I remember the soil I chose was um, from some cacti because I'm a big cactus and succulent fan. But unfortunately, I didn't isolate any streptomyces from that soil but the students they um you know they they went all over campus and were able to find some in some different types of soil and another thing besides the fact that streptomyces makes the wonderful smell of geosmin they also make a lot of different pigments colors they they can be quite beautiful when they're growing on the plate and so it's kind of it's funny because they tickle multiple senses of ours and um i always enjoyed working with them um we we would grow them at room temperature and stick the petri dishes inside of these big plastic boxes with a lid on them and so you would take the lid off the box after the streptomyces started to grow 
And suddenly there was the smell of Geo's men and I loved it. The students loved it too. And, um, but after putting out this question on Twitter about smells, it was clear that Geo's men was a favorite among many. So the, the allure of this microbial aroma is undeniable. It's definitely captured the hearts and noses of scientists, <laughs> But let's move on to the next aroma, which is microbial culinary delights. And that may seem weird to you, but just humor me. The world of microbes seems pretty far removed from the aroma of grapes, corn tortillas, uh, caramel, and beef sandwiches. And it turns out that these seemingly unrelated words can indeed be associated with microbial smells. And I think it highlights that all these different smells that microbes make defy our preconceived notions about microbes. And um, one microbe with that created smells that caught the attention of many different scientists, along with Geosman, was the smells of Pseudomonas aeruginosa. And um, it, it's interesting because it can produce a variety of odors. And Dr. Jesus Romo described the smell as reminiscent of corn tortillas, while Amy Cannon characterized it as having a distinct fake grape flavor. So here's what Jesus says. I have several. Alcaligenes fecalis smells like a flower, P. originosa, like corn tortillas, candida, like bread, and C. difficile, well, <laughs> and they have an emoji with the crosses over the eyes and the big mouth wide open. And then Amy Cannon says, mmm, Pseudomonas originosa, an obvious one, but a goodie. Yummy grape, fake grape f- flavor scent, as long as it's only a day or so after incubation. After that, and then she used the green face, <laughs> sick emoji. And um, so the scent of corn tortillas and fake grape might seem like weird associations when discussing microbial smells, but it shows the complex and unexpected nature of these olfactory encounters. And um, Dr. Romo's tweet shows the microbial diversity too and um, the different smells. Knowing that different organisms like Alcaligenes fecalis, I didn't know it smelled like a flower, and Candida, like since it's yeast, it, it um, you know, some yeast smell like bread, and of course, C. difficile we'll talk about later. And Amy Cannon's tweet reinforces the idea that Pseudomonas can make this yummy grape, fake grape scent, but... Like she said, it's important to know that these odors can be time dependent. So they um, later on in the later stages of incubation, these smells can take an unpleasant turn. <laughs> and I worked with Pseudomonas aeruginosa during my PhD, and I can attest to the different smells that come from this bacterium. 
It definitely had a grapey aroma, but then, I mean, at times it smelled like corn tortillas or corn chips. So it's interesting how microbes can make these complex smells and engage our senses in really unexpected ways. So we're going to continue on. And there will be more surprising connections between pleasant aromas and the microscopic world. Among the responses that were my favorite was one particularly sweet aroma that Dr. And I apologize because I'm probably not going to say her name right, but Dr. Genevieve Enrard. She mentioned the bacterium Streptococcus anginosus, that it produces the scent reminiscent of caramel or butterscotch, evoking memories of a candy from France. Um, so what she says is, I like the smell of Streptococcus anginosus ex milleri group. It smells like carambar, a French sticky caramel candy. So her description further emphasizes the enchanting olfactory experiences that certain microbes can provide. But what is it that Streptococcus anginosus does to produce this fragrance? What is the compound? And it is called diacetyl. It's known for its buttery aroma. And so I would imagine working with this organism would be pretty fun. <laughs> it serves as a reminder of how microbes can take us out of the lab and trigger thoughts of delectable treats. So we've got a couple of more smells that have to do with food before moving on to some that are not so pleasant. All right, so the next is yogurt and beef sandwiches. When it comes to microbes and their aromatic surprises, it's hard to overlook the role of lactobacillus bacteria. They're integral in the production of yogurt, so it's no surprise that they emit a fragrance reminiscent of this dairy treat. Dr. Jade Passy says lactobacillus smells like sweet warm yogurt at helen lou brown thinks it <laughs> smells like beef sandwiches and then she puts the curious skeptical face emoji and um so there's in the world of microbial smells, there's always room for surprises and intriguing anecdotes. And it's funny that she says her colleague detected a whiff of beef sandwiches <laughs> when working with it. And that might seem unexpected since lactobacillus is associated with yogurt, but it highlights the subjective nature of our olfactory perceptions. One person notices one specific aroma and another detects an entirely different aspect of it. It's also a reminder of the diversity of smells that microbes can produce and blurs the line between lines between the microbial world and the delicious realm of food. So it's it's funny and it's kind of strange, but at the same time it makes sense. Bacteria make some of the most delicious flavors that we get to enjoy like yogurt. 
whether lactobacillus makes you think of yogurt or beef sandwiches, it's a testament to the multifaceted nature of microbial smells and their ability to evoke a wide range of sensory experiences. So now we're going to move on to some of the connections between microbes and unpleasant scents that you may have assumed from the outset anyways. <laughs> While the world of microbial smells can be delightful and intriguing, it's true that not all aromas produced by microbes are enjoyable. In fact, some of them can be downright repulsive, evoking scents that remind us of vomit and feces. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so as we venture into this te territory, prepare for the less enchanting side of microbial fragrances. It's, uh, it's, it shouldn't be surprising to you that some of these not so delightful smells, um, you know, that come from microbes, these microbes find their home in feces. And E. coli, Nissle, a bacterium, known for, it's known for its distinctive odor. Dr. Carla Brown described it as reminiscent of its wee home. <laughs> Um, Nissle, she says, Nissle 117 always smelled a little like poop. Gross, but I used to like that it smelled like its wee home. <laughs> I loved that. Um, while it's not the most pleasant scent, it serves as a reminder of the diverse, <laughs> once again, olfactory experiences that microbes can provide. So... Another less than lovely smell scientists encounter is the smell emanating from certain species of Clostridium, which I mentioned earlier. Matilda Burkle says it's a crossover of poop and vomit. That would be C. diff growing in BHI. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's an odor that elicits a strong reaction and indeed is unpleasant. When I worked in a medical supply manufacturer as a microbiology lab technician, we actually had to inoculate the medical supplies growing into media with a Clostridium species. And it was horrible. It was really unpleasant because you had to go into the incubator it was a walk-in incubator and look at the tests and so you were truly surrounded by the putrid smell <laughs> um this example highlights the role of fecal microbes in contributing to the foul smells commonly associated with bathrooms <laughs> While it may not be the most pleasant topic to explore, acknowledging the less desirable smells bacteria produce is crucial in understanding the complex and multifaceted nature of the microbial world. By uncovering the entire spectrum of microbial aromas, aromas we gain a deeper appreciation for the variety of odors they can produce. So 
that wraps it up. Um, I mean, once again, the microbial world never fails to astound us with all the things that it does, especially these aromatic wonders, (laughs) good and bad. (laughs) Through this exploration of microbial smells, we've witnessed a symphony of scents ranging from the delightful to repulsive and everything in between. Um, be sure to go check out the table of smells and links to the Twitter post, the original Twitter post, um, if you'd like to see all the responses. And then also, since I did that back in 2018, um, a few months ago, I actually posed the question again on Twitter and got a few more interesting responses. So you can read those as well. I've linked to that in the blog post. And I'm just going to say thank you again to everyone who participated in the old Twitter post and then this new one um, and everyone who shared their unique experiences and perspectives on microbial smells. Your contributions have enriched our understanding of how microbes add to the odors surrounding us and a special thanks to those who allowed me to include their responses in the blog post. So delving into the smells of microorganisms shows that the microbial world has the power to evoke memories, spark curiosity, and surprise us with unexpected associations. It's a reminder that the unseen realm of microbes extends far beyond our initial perceptions, engaging our senses in ways we might never have imagined. And I have a book that I recommend quite often. It's called A Field Guide to Bacteria by Betsy Dexter Dyer. And it's truly an invaluable resource for enjoying microbes in our daily lives. But she does talk about some different microbial smells in the book. So um, I've linked to that at the end of the blog post if you want to go a little bit deeper with this. So next time you smell something and think to yourself, I wonder what made that. Consider that it may have originated from the microbial realm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Joyful Microbe Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to help others who love microbes to find the podcast, then please leave a rating and a review for the show and tell a friend. To learn more about the Joyful Microbe, head on over to joyfulmicrobe.com where you will find the show notes and all the links and resources mentioned. If you love Joyful Microbe and would like to support the show, you can do so by leaving a virtual tip through coffee. The link is in the show notes and on joyfulmicrobe.com at the bottom of the page. Thanks again, microbe friends. Talk to you next time.